Milan, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Ling. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Guess who's back? officially made it conference is here it's the unlike any other the umac podcast why morell ryan mitchell here getting you ready for the first week of the conference season for umac hoops ryan this this is part of the process you always say enjoy the process that or is it the dream is in the process i'm butchering the quote but either way this is a big part of it getting to this point and now having something to really look forward to. Not that non-conference isn't fun, but this is really when the real season starts to begin. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, I would, Wyatt. And it feels like it came faster this year. I don't know if you would agree with that, but it just I kind of look and I'm like, wow, it's already this chunk into December. Like It feels like it's it's come on us really quick for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're both just busy in life. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> who, who knows? Could be a variety of things, but we are looking forward to I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining either. No. And and I mean, trust me, before we know it, we'll be in conference tournament time and we'll we'll have all of that coming our way. We'll be doing our instant reaction recording. So, it's uh, it's going to be here before we know it. That's for sure. So, we got a lot to get to, a lot of predictions, our first predictions of the year. I was looking. I don't think our good buddy Matthew Bauman, as he's been texting us tonight, uh, he's uh, taking shots at you again. Low blow from him. But uh, anyways, I don't think he's updated the spreadsheet yet. So he's going to have some work to do in the next couple of days here. And uh, He's I guess got time. He's all right. He's got time. He's He doesn't do anything. He's He's got plenty of time. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he has time to get the spreadsheets in order. And cause, that's true. You know, I trust him. Yeah. I trust yeah, him. He'll get it together. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it i guess he'll get it, he'll get it together all right so sincerely uh, anyway, we appreciate it Matthew. no we do we do absolutely and uh, without him it would be a lot more of a hectic process and it's uh nice and neat the way he has it just organized and you can go in there and we don't have to worry about it so we do appreciate that and uh like i said we got conference games it's a full slate friday and saturday both on the men's and women's sides but before we get to that really quickly off the top here again we want to spend the majority of the time going over our predictions tonight but we did make our standings predictions a couple weeks ago now and uh, we said before we started the conference season Ryan we would make any changes so why don't you run through I guess what our picks were first and foremost maybe just for a reminder for people if they didn't listen to that episode or forgot and then we can start on the women's side and just go down eight to one really quick and uh, see if we have any changes all right, so I'll start with you, Wyatt. On the woman's side from 8 through 1, you had the Lumber Jills at number 8. You had Martin Luther College, the Knights, at number 7. You had the Crown College Polars at number 6. You had North Central University Rams at number 5. You had the UW-Superior Yellow Jackets at number 4. You had the UNW Eagles at number 3. You had the Bethany Lutheran College Vikings at number 2. And you had the Minnesota Morris Cougars at number 1. I had 
the Northland Lumberjills as well at number eight. I had the Crown College Polars at number seven. I had North Central University at number six. I had the UW Superior Yellow Jackets at five, the Martin Luther College Knights at four, the Bethany Lutheran College Vikings at three, the University of Northwestern Eagles at two, and the University of Minnesota Morris Cougars at number one, as you did as well. So, sir, do you still have the Lumberjills of Northland at number eight? I do, and I'll save you some time. Number seven is the same as well with Martin Luther. So eight and seven are staying the same. There just hasn't been a big enough sample size before the conference season for me to move either one of those two. I don't know how you feel about this or if you made any changes towards the bottom of the conference. But again, just with the limited knowledge we know this early in the season, I I couldn't move either of those teams. So I do have my number eight and seven still the same with Northland at eight and Martin Luther at seven. Okay, I'll let you continue. Do you still have Crown at number six? I do. I wanted to make you think I made a change by saying eight and seven, but you didn't fall for it. I do have crown at number six as well. And, uh, you know, they're an interesting team, though. Again, they were kind of the wild card on the men's side last year, we kind of noted. This year on the women's side, I would say they kind of fit that role. Wouldn't you agree? Just because they have some elite scoring. So it's one of those things where I feel like they could on any given night beat any team. I don't know. They're going to be an interesting team. I do have them at number six, though. All right, do you have North Central still at number five? I do not. We have a switch here, and uh, we're going with the Yellow Jackets at number five. Not necessarily a ton of rhyme or reason to it. It's more about what I've seen from North Central so far in the non-conference slate with a lot of other teams uh, not necessarily getting wins, and I get it. Some schedules are harder than the other, but again, I think North Central has enough I don't think I was, and obviously you had them down even further than five, so I'll be interested to see where you have them here the next time we rank them, but I do have them moving up. I've got Superior down at five, not really to their fault. It's just somebody has to take that spot. Yeah, at this time that we're recording, Wyatt, I mean, North Central has started the year five and three. I mean, those five wins are against Alverno, the Central Christian College of the Bible, Faith Baptist, Trinity Bible, and Maranatha Baptist. So hey, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just letting you, you know the five wins. You beat who you play, Ryan. <laughs> you beat who you play. Why don't you run through the losses if you have it pulled up? You might as well. C- Central College, which that's a really tough one on the road. Mm-hmm. Buena Vista by just a pair, the Beavers, out in Storm Lake, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, lost to Finlandia out in Hancock, Michigan, to start the month of December. So. And I'd be more concerned about that loss because traditionally Finlandia is not very strong, but Northwestern also lost to the same Finlandia team yeah, pretty handily. I don't, know what's, so. I don't know what's going on with them this year because their women's team I was looking at, I was like, okay, they, they've improved. Like, considerably, so I don't know. Uh, that's that's a good way to put it. I mean, <laughs> traditionally in all the sports, this I remember is not when we played Finlandia baseball. Fan, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to bash them or anything, but like you said, I mean, it, it is what it is, kind of. So, hey, congrats to them on yeah. the wins and wish them the we'll best. Keep, we'll keep the Finlandia fan line for another night, though. So <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we got to get back on track. So, uh, Superior is at five. How far up do you have North Central? I mean, are they at four here? Or are you just sky-high believer in the Rams? Even, even though they are the defending champs, and I think you need to give them some more respect, I do have them at number four. I, I only okay. slid them up one spot. The top three, I feel like, are still kind of in that first tier going into this year. And again, it is wide open, but I do think those three are still above kind of the rest of the conference right now, so I do have North Central at four. All right, you had UNW, Coach Calls Club, at number three. Is that staying the same? No, we're going to slide Bethany Lutheran back one to number three. And, uh, again, they schedule a really tough non-conference slate. 
they do have some star power. I mean, look at our fantasy basketball picks, and I mean, there's there's definitely a couple that came off of that squad. So I, I think that they could still have a big year. I think it's razor thin with these three teams up at the top. Just keep that in mind. So I do have Bethany at three. They are one and five to start, so I mean, that that isn't worth nothing. But like you said, I mean, they've played Stout, Platteville, Eau Claire, all of those teams in the WIAC are really, really good. <clears throat> Excuse me, Eau Claire being most recently, I mean, they're highly ranked and they, you know, were able to play them in Mankato, but then you got Carlton, DePauw, Kelvin. That's a lot different than the names that I listed off just moments ago for another squad, and I'm just going to leave it there. And we've talked with Coach Jones in the past. We talked to him before this season-wide, and he said the non-conference is going to be real tough. So I know that you're taking that 1-5 and five record with a grain of salt, but just for our listeners, yeah, they're 1-5, and five, but I, I wouldn't say the sky is falling necessarily in Mankato well it's interesting because my next team here at number two I'll just get right into it before you even have to ask me I have Minnesota Morris too I have Northwestern up to number one in in, in these new rankings I'll explain but Minnesota Morris is number two they also have a tough non-conference schedule and you could look at some of their results and say well why isn't Bethany at number two Morris three but again I just think Morris is going to still build once we hit the conference slate starting this week and build off of the season that they had a year ago that tournament run they were so close to uh, getting back on the mountaintop and I think they can build off that so I have them at number two and then Northwestern I've liked what I've seen so far looking at the stats I I haven't really gotten to watch and play. You have, so, I mean, you can speak to it. But it seems like at this point in the season, considering all the unknowns, the uncertainty, you got to be pretty pleased, all things considered, with what you've seen from this Eagles team. And in a conference that's wide open, I'm going to trust Coach Call to lead this team to a regular season conference title. Again, a lot of balance. And some of their best players, Ryan, they haven't even necessarily started to find their groove. So that's why I feel very confident in this Northwestern squad. Again, very slim margin with these teams at the top. But I give Northwestern a slight edge right now. They're my number one. Wow, lots of movement for you, Wyatt. And I mean, Northwestern is at 3-3 three and three at this point as they head into the start of UMAC play coming up on Friday night. But I can say definitively for two of those contests that they lost inside of the Erickson Center, I mean, two squads they, they could have beat in Luther and McAllister, and they did not play their best either one of those nights. Now, again, you know, that's not to knock on the Norse or on the Scots. I mean, they found a way to beat Northwestern, and they weren't at their best early in the year, so that's on them. And then the Finlandia game, like you mentioned, on the road, I didn't get uh, to watch that one, unfortunately, when they, they fell in their last contest that they will have played. So some motivation, I guess, for Coach Calls Club, Wyatt, the most lopsided loss of the season. And now you got to turn it around and play Crown College. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in this pod. But interesting, you had a ton of movement. You're keeping me busy here if, on the, uh, the if paper. You, if you were to ask me again in a couple of days, it, it'd probably be different again. So that's, again, <laughs> how much respect I have for some of these teams and how close I truly think it is. So I just want that on the record. Yeah, I'm just trying to make everyone happy. I got you. I get, I get what you're doing here. Okay, so right, what do you I got? also... What do you got? So yeah, at number eight, I also have the Northland College Lumberjills at that spot. I mean, so far this season, at least they say that they have a couple wins on the board. So hey, maybe there's something there for Northland and the player that you hope goes absolutely ballistic this season for fantasy purposes. And Miranda Wagner, they got a nice little two-game win streak heading into the season, so they could prove us wrong. Crown College, you mentioned they do have some wins earlier this year. They have three of them so far. And they do have two guards who are very capable, and I hope that they're putting up substantial numbers because I have both uh, Matty Hecox and Mackenzie Latsky on my squad, and they've put up some big performances as of late, but Coach Tussler's club I still have at number seven. 
North Central University Rams White. I had him at number six. You've been kind of calling me out early in this pod, and some other people have been as well, about the Rams. Do you think I moved him up, or are they staying at six? I don't know if I'd be happy <laughs> if you moved him up, because did you just do it then because of the peer pressure? Or do you actually believe? So I, I don't really know if I'd be happy, but uh, I'm going to guess you did. No, I didn't move them. Don't worry about it, Wyatt. You can and continue I, the narrative. <laughs> I, I have I have respect then, at least. I mean, I mean, yeah. ex- explain again why, though, down at six. Uh, so I said they didn't have a lot coming back. Uh, Coach Bruner's gone and still, you know, very capable coaching staff there, but so much of the production that was there from a squad that won the UMAC title a season ago, there's just too many question marks and not enough experience back for me. And I'm not going to go back to the schedule. I mentioned the results before, and I'm just going to let those names speak for themselves. I still need to see it uh, for Rams women's basketball, and I'm just going to leave it there. So I still have North Central at number six, and then I did have UW-Superior at number five, a club that you had in that spot as well, but you moved them down to that spot. They're 2-4 and four to start the year. They're on a four-game losing streak heading into the opening of UMAC play, but they'll have had a lot of time off before these matchups get underway starting Friday nights, and we'll go more in-depth into that later. I'm keeping Superior at number five. I mean, I know they're going to get better throughout the season anyway, just looking at the roster coming in. So they're still in front of North Central by just a little bit for me. And then Martin Luther Wyatt, they got a two-game winning streak. They're a club I'm a little bit higher on than you are. I had them at number four. I'm keeping them at number four. And I like what I've seen offensively early this season, and I think that's going to carry them a lot into conference play. And I think the gap that we said coming into the year and when we were talking in the preview about those top three and interchanging them with Northwestern and Bethany and Morris, I think that gap is tighter than I originally thought it was three weeks ago, a month ago. Like, Martin Luther is not far away from those three teams. So I still wow. don't have them moving off those four line, but the the top tier is not that much separation from there to Martin Luther. I never thought I'd hear you say that. So, I mean, that, that just goes to show the job that's being done at that program I, and, your, and your belief yeah. in the turnaround. Because, I mean, who, who would have said that a couple of years ago about Martin Luther? So I think it says a lot. I absolutely agree. It does say a lot. And, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this weekend. And again, more on that in a little bit. All right, here's the big question, Wyatt. What do we got with the final three? I had Bethany Lutheran at number three. You move them back down. Super boring. It's like... And even Steven so far, I mentioned already the schedule, but, you know, you take some things here and there and you take it with a grain of salt, the one and five mark that they have heading into UMAC play. I mean, the schedule is super, super tough. And obviously, Coach Jones and his staff would say we wish we picked up one or a few more wins, but they're going to learn a lot from those matchups, so I don't think they're panicking too much. Here's the big question, Wyatt, all right? You and I both had Morris at number one. You moved him off of number one just months ago. I had Northwestern at number two when we did this a chunk of weeks ago. And now, here we sit on the precipice of UMAC play beginning. Northwestern's at 3-3. Three and three. Morris is just at 1-6 and six so far this season. But most recently, a victory. So at least they have that going for them. Losses to start the season, getting off the schneid, picking up a victory this past weekend. 
All that is to be said, I still have Morris at number one. I have Northwestern at number two, but the margin is not very wide. And I think this weekend, you know, obvious statement of the year so far is going to say a ton about Minnesota Morris going to North Central and then to Northwestern. I still have Morris with their experience. I think they're going to figure it out soon. And, you know, Coach Grove and his staff are hoping that soon means literally this weekend. We got to pull it together and find a way to play our best basketball early in this season if we want to come up with a pair of road victories. So I change absolutely nothing, Wyatt, and uh, I'm very boring. So there you go. I guess so. But, hey, I mean, at least you have some reasoning, right? I mean, if you have reasoning (laughs) behind each one, I can live with that. So I appreciate that. All right, let's move over to the men's side and speed it up maybe a little bit so I can go first again. But first, run through again what I had initially, 8-1. to All right, on the men's side, Mr. Morrell had Martin Luther at 8, Minnesota Morris at 7, Northland College at 6, North Central at 5, UW-Superior at 4, Bethany Lutheran at 3, Crown College at 2, and UNW at number 1. So... Back to number eight. Do you still have the Knights of Martin Luther College at number eight? That is correct. If you want, I can go in depth on it, but, I mean, I, they're, I don't know. They're I mean, 0-8. It's been a tough start for Coach Holtzeder's club. Don't know yeah. what else there is to say. I'm, I'm going to keep them at number eight. Number seven? Do you still have the Minnesota Morris Cougars at number seven? You've been fading them since the back half of last season. So well, has and rightfully, rightfully so. Again, I was so high on them. They, they hurt me, Ryan. They hurt me. Yeah, I, it I, stinks. I, I, don't, I don't forgive easy. So they are number <laughs> seven still. But again, like you said, I, I don't know. They're one of those teams, again, coming into this year with what they lost. You look at them and where are the wins going to come? That's that's the question in conference hey, play. So until four and four, prove it. Four and four in non-conference play, a hey, couple hey, wins hey. over Mayak clubs on the road. That doesn't I hear hurt. You. And, and that helps the UMAC versus Mayak, so I appreciate that. But, again, the key word there was in conference play. And at this point in time, uh, I, I just am going to say – I got to keep them at number seven. I got to see it. They they prove it to me, then I'll start to change my tone about them a little bit. The Northland College Lumberjacks, you had at number six. They are just two and six in non-conference play, but coming off of a win over the beloved, oh wait, not beloved, St. Scholastica Saints in the most recent performance. So shout out to the Lumberjacks. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, I, I, as good as that is, and I'd like to move them higher, I do have them at number six. Their ceiling's a little bit higher than that, though, and I think they could make some more damage. At this point in time, I'm going to keep them at six. So eight, seven, six, all staying the same for me on the men's side like the women's side. And now is where it probably gets interesting, maybe. We'll wait and see. You had North Central at five. Does that stay the same? Uh, it does not. Who did oh. I have at number four, by the way? Jackets of UW-Superior. So I flipped them again, just like I did on the women's side. So I've got Superior at 5, North Central at 4. I guess the way I looked at this is North Central has a conference player of the year candidate who can really light it up at times. They have some other experience there, even just on the coaching staff, you know, because Castro's hanging around, as we found out. The new coach is always a little concerning, but I think he's experienced enough with the conference, and I think he can really lead them to a good season. It's close. They could go either way, but I did flip them and Superior just because I think North Central can score a little bit more than Superior can. And uh, as we've learned, it seems like offense is kind of the new, you know, wins you championships rather than that defense wins you championships, right? I mean, that's kind of the feel, at least, regardless of the sport you're talking about. That is the trend for sure. And I mean, 
nothing to apologize about in the non-conference so far. Seven and three, and I'd say the headliner, Wyatt, if you said, you know, coming into the season to Coach Becker's club, you're going to go to Nebraska Wesleyan Thanksgiving weekend, and you're going to put up over 80 points, and you're going to win against a team that historically has been really good in the past chunk of years. I mean, you take that as a first-year head coach. So that result definitely caught our attention. Absolutely. So now we get into the top three. This is where it gets interesting. You had Bethany at three. Are the Vikings still at three after their 7-0 and start to the season? They are not, and wow. a, big, a big part of it is, like you said, the 7-0 the start. They're scoring 93 points a game. There's a lot to like. So who do you think? I moved to number three. I think you moved Crown College to number three. I did, and you had him number one, I believe. So do you think it's outlandish for me to have him at number three with what we've seen so far? It's not I mean, outlandish. They're 7-1, and one, too. I think I think those three are pretty tight, and then you add the wrench into it. When we initially did this exercise, we had no questions about Cade Carroll's health. That has changed, and he's a player of the year candidate at the top of the list, in my opinion. So it's all up in the air as far as the top three goes. Yeah, like you just said, I mean, that's a big part of it, not knowing for sure what's going to happen with Cade Carroll moving forward, not just this weekend, but throughout the season. And again, Bethany 7-0, and and they've got, I think it was four guys in double figures. Maybe it was just three and a couple just under 10 points when I looked uh, just so much balance so much depth with that team and uh, they are really clicking on all cylinders early on this year so lots of like so I have uh, moved Bethany ahead of crown to number three now the question becomes do I got him number one or number two drum roll I, th- I think you have Bethany at one I don't have him in number you two. You don't. Oh. Northwestern number one. And, okay, so, you know, if you think about this, I had number one on the women's side, Northwestern on the men's side. Call me a homer if you want, but you you always joke, <laughs> at least last year you did, that I would fade my alma mater, at, at least, you know, in, on the women's side, and you talked about how, oh, he, he apparently is trash in his school or whatever. That's <laughs> not the case this year, clearly, because I flipped. Yeah. So say what you want about that, but... <laughs> I, I still just, this is Northwestern's conference to me. I know there's a lot of question marks in the non-conference early on, but I still think this team's best basketball is yet to come. And, I, I again, until somebody knocks them off more consistently than one year, it's uh, tough for me not to put them at number one. So even though Bethany is as good as they've been, it's one of those things, a lot of guys that return to that team, they haven't really been able to get over that hump yet. Same with Crown. And if Cade Carroll was 100% healthy, maybe Crown, you know, I'd have him up at number one. But at this point, with the uncertainty there and just knowing the tradition and the history of this Northwestern team, there's a lot of talent there still with uh, the guys that they have coming back. I do have Northwestern at number one. Bethany at number two, Crown at number three. But again, kind of like on the women's side, it's three teams in that top tier, in my opinion. And I think it's razor thin tight on the men's side, just like it is on the women's side. So obviously it's bigger than just this, but basically you're saying there's nothing that Bethany themselves could have done through these first seven games for you to put them at number one. Because obviously it's not about just them. We're looking at Northwestern, we're looking at Crown as well. Yeah, and remember, I had Bethany at number three before, so that's a big jump in a short amount of time to move them all the way up to number one. I don't want to overreact too much. They're trending in the right direction. We'll learn a lot this weekend, and if they go and have a couple of great performances, you know, I I think they easily could be the favorite to win the conference in the regular season, and we could talk about that in the postseason. And right now, like I said, it's very close. I'm not going to really be that surprised by many results this first weekend. So uh, it's, it's one of those things where there's just so many unknowns, and once we get into conference play here, it'll 
it'll start to work itself out a little bit. But yeah, I it's not that Bethany didn't do enough for me. It's just the whole thing about Northwestern kind of being the standard in the conference, and I'm going to ride or die with that at this point in time. Very fair. So real quickly, folks, in summation, Wyatt has UNW locked and loaded as number one. He has Bethany number two, Crown number three, North Central number four, Superior number five, Northland number six, Morris number seven, and Martin Luther number eight. All right. I also had Martin Luther at number eight a few weeks ago. I'm not moving them. Again, like we mentioned, tough start for them. Hopefully they can turn it around soon, but 0-8 to start the season. I had the Northland College Lumberjills at number Seven. I mentioned they've been two and six so far this season, coming off of a win heading into UMAC play, but I am keeping them at number seven. Next, I had UW Superior at number six. Wyatt, they so far are two and three on the season, starting off well, but now on a bit of a lull as they head into UMAC play, losing their last three contests. I am going to keep them. At number six as well. Next, I had the Minnesota Morris Cougars at number five. I already mentioned a little bit earlier, I like a couple of the road wins that they had. Yeah, it's not all perfect yet, but I think they take a little bit of a jump this year. And again, it all surrounds Mr. Noah Conageezer. Young man, please stay healthy as UMAC supporters, and especially myself with you on my squad. I would really appreciate just that if you stayed on the floor. Moving along, next up I had the North Central University Rams at number four. They're seven and three. I headlined the Nebraska Wesleyan win because, yeah, there's some other wins on the schedule, but I'm not going to go through all the names. I think that is the most impressive win. I'm not an elite D3 basketball mind, so that could be wrong. But hey, you're that close, one in, though. You're close. And I mean. I'm nowhere close to that. <laughs> uh, so that win was impressive. How much has changed, though, for my thoughts coming into the season? Not a ton, but I'm not disappointed at all. Like, you'll take seven out of the first ten if you're Coach Becker and his staff. So I'm going to keep North Central at number four, and that would mean they are in the UMAC tournament. So that's not shabby whatsoever. All right, now is where it gets a little more interesting. I had Bethany at number three as well, Wyatt, just like you did. And you mentioned the offensive numbers and how good they've been how balanced they've been I like you using that word for what we've seen so far this season for coach Garvin's club it could be tough to say really you're going to keep them at number three what else did you want them to show you coming into the season so I don't have them at number three anymore either are you surprised Uh, not really Uh, honestly Ryan like I said you could ask me I said this on the women's side I said on the men's side too and I'm sure you would kind of relate to this you could ask me a week from now maybe not even a week after this weekend of games for crying out loud and it could be different than what we have tonight so it just there's there's so much of a small margin between some of these teams that you can't really discredit one of our picks because of how close it truly is at least that's the way I look at it so no it doesn't really surprise me well, maybe is more surprising, but we've talked about the context and what we know so far this season, and I could be totally wrong with this, and I'm looking at this long-term to see where things go and not necessarily just what we're going to see in the first couple of weeks of UMAC play, but I still like their chances throughout the season, but I'm going to take Crown down from number one and slide him down to number three now to where I had Bethany. Okay. So we both have crown at number three. And that, again, it's that's just, a, that's it's, a the, big, it's the big jump. It is a big jump. And it's, it's the injury concern and everything else you could say, well, 
you know, if you're a Crown supporter, Coach Herbert and his staff, you can't be any more pleased with what you've got since Cade exited partway through that game against Gustavus on the 15th. I mean, since then, they've beaten Finlandia, Oak Hills Christian, Luther, and McAllister, and they've gotten a bunch of other guys to step up. And, oh, by the way, they've won their last seven contests, 7-1, and one, feeling real good, heading to the scene of the crime for another matchup against Northwestern in the Erickson Center, which you can bet we're going to talk about a little later on in this pod. But I have Crown at number three. All right, now the top two. What do we got? I had Northwestern at number two. So unlike you, I can't say uh, Northwestern's staying on top. They got the pedigree. They got all the answers we could ever want. Here's the big thing, Wyatt, that I think you got to ask between Bethany and Northwestern. Style of play. If the game slows down and those two played each other and it was a slower game and it wasn't a lot of transition buckets and it was won and lost in the half court and second chances were a huge deal and rebounded you give the nod to Northwestern. But Bethany's going to say, we're not going to allow it to be played slow down. We're going to speed it up when we can, but we also believe in our ability with all the scores on the floor. And, oh, by the way, we have Hunter Nielsen as well to protect the rim. We can hang with Northwestern's size and what they do on the glass, and we believe we have more scoring. So even if it's a half-court game, we're going to score 75-plus, and we're going to beat them. That's what I think of. How do you have these two ranked 1-2? I mean, you couldn't be any more pleased with the depth. Why? when's the last time, and I know last year they had a good roster, but like the consistent scoring, and you talk about the balance, the depth of this Bethany team. I don't know if you've been looking yeah, at the past I mean, couple box scores. Xavier Patterson is starting to raise some eyebrows, and he's not even starting. And that's kind of a surprise from what you and I were talking about going into the season. We just kind of assumed that. But, again, I mentioned it earlier. I'll say it again. I'm sorry. Egg on my face. I didn't really know who Jax Madsen was. Dude can play, though, and he's proved that through seven games. Yeah, that was a big part of what I said when we were talking about them is that they got three, four guys in double figures, a couple just below 10 points per game coming off the bench, getting production. So you're right. I think the depth is probably as good as Coach Garvin has had in his time at Bethany. There's a lot to like. I'm going to guess by the way you're talking, you have uh, slid Bethany up to number one. You got Northwestern at two. Would that be unthinkable, though? How would I do that? You I don't said think I've been the guy always riding because you, you, I've always been the guy riding with Northwestern. How would I? I guess away our from roles. That? I guess our roles have flipped this year. But you, you even thought I was going to put Bethany up to number one. That also tells me I think you have bumped them all the way up to number one with what you've seen so far. Yeah, I'll just cut to the chase. I have Bethany at number one, and people can throw egg on my face or whatever. Hey, Northwestern fans, you didn't move. You were number two. I know they yeah. don't want to be number two, and they want to be number one. And we'll have official predictions for the conference tournament when we get there. But this is just lock and load our final standings projections. And so, just to recap real quickly, I have Bethany and then Northwestern and then Crown, North Central at 4, Morris at 5, Superior at 6, Northland at 7, and Martin Luther at 8. So we can file that away, Wyatt, and look at it if it helps our cause and don't look at it ever again and mention it on this pod if we're totally off base. There's no going back now. <laughs> you know, what what was said tonight, you know, the first time at least we got to say, well, we can readjust this come conference time. That, yeah, that's not the case anymore. So, yeah, that is going to be with us the rest of the season. So, with that, let's get to what people really want to hear, Ryan. They want to hear our predictions. They want to hear our thoughts on this first slate of games coming up this weekend. As usual, let's start on the women's side, and we'll go Friday and Saturday. It's a full slate. Friday, Saturday, you got the four games each day. That's the case on the men's side as well. So we have 16 total games to predict here. What do you think? We get this done in like 35 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that, where we go a couple minutes a game. And obviously we'll, we'll talk about, easy you know, breezy. some of the games a little bit more. Hey, but 
And folks, don't fret. We're going to recap these games as well. So it's not yes. like we do this and then we never reference these games in the future. So we're going to put our predictions out there, but we're kind of on a little bit of a clock tonight. So, yes, let's go. And, and we'll have our recap, like you said, and then the pre- preview of the next week and everything like that typically. So, okay, let's start on the women's side. Let's go Friday night uh, on the UMAC website, which, uh, like we said, they hopefully will have it correct throughout the entire season, and we don't have to double-check other teams' you know, pages and things like that. Uh, I'm going to assume all of this is correct for this week, and let's just go from top to bottom. you got Crown at Northwestern, Minnesota Morris at North Central, Northland at Martin Luther, and Superior at Bethany Lutheran to open up the season in conference on Friday night. Let's start just from top to bottom. Crown at Northwestern. I'll go first, Ryan. It is the first conference game for Coach Bridgeport-Tussler. Like I said, kind of the wild card this year for crown a couple of elite scorers can they do enough put them over the edge against a good northwestern team that keep in mind i just picked number one in our uh, standings predictions i have northwestern winning this game it's tough to come into the erickson center excuse me and get a win and i think that balance and just finally starting to see that kind of all come together they're starting to get their stride i think they're going to get a win here at home and i think it's going to be somewhat convincing too on friday night yeah, boy, what a statement that would be, Wyatt, if Coach Tussler's club came in and in his first ever UMAC game they won at Northwestern. That Couldn't would, get any better than that. That would be something else. I mean, we'll wait and see. I think, you know, success here in this sense, Crown wants to win the game, but if they're in the game halfway through six minutes into the third quarter, then I think they really showed something. And I think this game could be close at halftime, but then I think Northwestern pulls away. I have the Eagles as well. Yeah, and, and like you said, I, I don't think it's one of those deals where, well, you know, I'm not a fan of moral victories. You know that about me. Let's win the game if we're going to play. But I understand what you mean. If Crown's in this game, I think there's a lot that they can take away. It's tough to have to go at Northwestern for your first conference game of the year. That's for sure. Uh, hey, North- and, and Coach T- Coach Tussler, real quick, Ladsky and Hecox, just mm-hmm. let them shoot three balls left and right. I mean, they both need 15 attempts from downtown. That's, that's the game plan? Just let it fly? <laughs> yes. You think that's going to be written on the whiteboard when they hey, uh, get ready to take that the court? May- that may be their only chance anyway. I think the strength for Crown is at the guard position, so don't be shy. Let it fly, okay? That's the message to Crown. Don't be shy. Let it fly. I love it. File that one away. That's going to be one of the new uh, <laughs> calling cards this year. So North Central is hosting Minnesota Morris, defending champs, but it's a new era with Coach Zabla there. Minnesota Morris, a team we're both very high on this year. Chance to make a statement coming in on the road. I'll go first again, and then on the last two, you can go first on the Friday night slate. It, so This is a rematch of the UMAC ship, White. It Same is. Same gym. Right away. Same matchup. again. You know, this one, it's a different feel because, you know, like you said, it's a new era for North Central. They're still downtown you. Never take that away. But (laughs) it's a new coach. It's a new system. There's a lot of new faces, new players there. And then on the flip side, Minnesota Morris, I mean, they got some new people as well trying to make their, uh, you know, presence known in this um, kind of, you know, let's it's too early to call it a rivalry. I suppose I wanted to go there. It's not like it's a rivalry by any means, but like you said, it's the defending, you know, it's the rematch of the championship. You got the defending champs, the team that came up just short. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. It should be a lot of fun to see how that one shapes up all this to say, I'm going to go with North central. Wow. At home, making a huge statement, getting a win Coach Zabla, 1-0 in conference play. They're going to be feeling really good going into game number two on Saturday. Give me the Rams. I would have this spread, by the way. I'd say Morris is favored by a couple. I think it'd be really close. I think it's going to be a really compelling matchup. Probably the game of the night on the women's side on Friday night. 
but all that noise inside of Clark Danielson is taking it over the top for the Rams. That's what you're saying. Electric atmosphere? Well, Morris isn't going to be able to respond. <laughs> I can't promise it's going to be an electric atmosphere. I would hope it is. No, that's not going to be the reason they win the game. But I do think they win the game. Morris, listen, I still think they're going to have a very successful season. Again, I have them in my top three for a reason on the women's side. And number two, had them at number one, or at least initially, I kind of went back and forth on that. And I think they have a great year still, but on the road... They're still struggling. I think that eventually as they get deeper into conference play, that's when you start to see their success come. Right now, I think North Central does make a huge statement. Yeah, I, I uh, can't agree with you there, Wyatt. I, I don't think this is much of a surprise just on how you and I look at it. But it is interesting. I mean, Morris has had their struggles in the non-conference, and North Central may be feeling a little bit better. The two schedules are way different. I'm not going to get into that once again. But uh, Morris not only wins – they win by double digits on the road. They're covering the spread, the make-believe <laughs> spread that we have uh, put into this. So you, you're high on the Cougars, even though there's been yeah. some struggles in non-conference play. You think it's just going to be easy breezy. They're just going to float in there and get this one done. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could label it that way when I say they win by double digits. It could be close for a while, but, I mean, we got a lot more known commodities and the number to watch. When we recap this thing, Wyatt, turnovers for North Central. The defense of Morris can cause some havoc on the road this yeah. weekend. Hey, fair enough. By the way, should note last year you were 74 for or excuse me, I was 74 for 24. You were 78 for 20 in your season prediction. So I mean, you're hitting almost 80%. Numbers. I mean, those those are good. I think we can do even better. At least that's my goal. I'm going to I'm going to be better than last year and I'm going to hopefully 78 you. and 80. I don't know or seven, se, excuse me. You said 78 wins, 20 losses. Is that correct? That's what you that's what Bauman has in the spreadsheet. I just pulled it up to look and and, and that's what he had. So unless he miscalculated, which I'm going to say he probably didn't. That's that's what your numbers were. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In my head those numbers sound too high, but I guess there there are. There were 98 UMAC games played in men's and women's basketball. I guess that includes On both sides, too. yeah. I guess so. It, it kind of adds up. Absolutely. That sounds like a big number, though. <laughs> each team plays. Well, well. Let's see. If if you were to go, I we're getting into. This is not what we should be doing. We should be talking about math. Because there's seven other teams times yes. two, 14 regular season games. So 14, you would say. But that's not the best way to do it. I'm trying to get this. If I can't figure this out in the next 15 <laughs> seconds, we'll move on. But if you have eight games, like on a Friday, Saturday, you know what I mean. Let's say just on the women's side. And you do that seven times, you'd have 56 games, correct? Yeah, but then you, you have some overlap. Like That's why that number's lower than 56, because we can't just do 56 times two, because that number's too much. But sure. you know, there's some overlap, and so that number gets knocked down a little bit, and then we add in the postseason, and that's how we get to the total number where you and I last year each picked 98 games, correct? Well, we didn't pick – these aren't factoring in the postseason games, I don't believe. This oh, is just the regular season. That's my understanding. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it adds up, though. I'm going to trust him. I believe he knows what he's doing. That's that's my point. And you beat me last year. The whole point of this was that I'm going to come and I'm taking you know my revenge this year. Martin right. Luther is hosting Northland on Friday night. You get to go first on these last two on Friday night. So who do you got here in this one? Coach Garish's club, I was raving about him a little bit earlier. The gap is not wide between where they're at at four and the top tier that we sometimes have claimed to be Morris and Northwestern and Bethany at the tops, and so they're, they're going to have to prove it. This is a 15-plus, no, 20-plus point win for Martin Luther, and this is another spot why first-year head coach in their first-ever game for, for Northland on that side of things. 
Yeah, and I think we'll learn a lot about them. This is a good opportunity for them to go get a conference win right away early in the season, kind of make a statement. I'm with you, though. I can't pick against Martin Luther. I'm not as high on them as you are, but at home to open the season, there's a lot to play for in this game. I will take the Knights in that one as well. And then Bethany wraps up. Uh, this is going to be a 745 tip. That's the one thing that's different here, Ryan. All the other ones, 715, they do it different over there in Mankato, I guess. A little bit of a later start there, but they're hosting Superior, and uh, this is a compelling matchup as well how do you see this one shaking out yeah a squad that's had a ton of success and then a new coach on the other side of the floor I mean I think that's a big thing in this game and I'm not you know knocking on her by any stretch of the imagination why but for your first ever UMAC game for coach Carpenter to take your club into Mankato against a Bethany club who's really chomping at the bit and coach Jones's players I can guarantee you are saying oof we enjoyed the non-conference we like the challenges but thank you UMAC play for coming back onto the schedule. And I think Bethany picks up a victory, maybe not by 10, but at least by five or six points. Yeah, I think Bethany still says we're still Bethany Lutheran in this game, and they do get the win. And you know what's interesting? This is another situation. It's a first-year head coach, Ryan, that is uh, going on the road. There's four games on Friday night. There's four first-year head coaches going against a coach that's been doing it. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's extremely compelling and it is i only see three, one of three them. out well, of the four and, on the road and, too and we should say though coach zabla obviously coached last year in this conference so i mean it's it's not like she's a new coach by any means to the conference she's just with a different team this year but i i only see coach zabla being the one that gets the win because i have bethany in this game over superior as well i think like you said they're going to be too much they're going to overpower them and get the victory so just the one difference for us on friday night with that north central morris matchup if we move to saturday quickly we've got northland at bethany minnesota morris at northwestern wisconsin superior at martin luther and then crown at north central these are the afternoon games on saturday uh let's start up top work our way down uh, as it shows on the umac website i'll go first again on the first two you can take the last two northland at bethany lutheran I see the Vikings going 2-0 this weekend. I think it's all right in front of them, Ryan, to do it. I don't think there's any reason they shouldn't go 2-0, and I think anything less would be, honestly be a little disappointing for them. So, like you said, conference play is here. They're happy to see it, and I think they get to 2-0. I think they handle Northland, and Northland falls to 0-2 to start the season. Yeah, the schedule played out well. I agree with you, Wyatt. It's a good get-right weekend for Coach Jones and his staff. But what I do want to ask you before we move to the next matchup, for Coach Phillips's club, it's her first weekend of UMAC play. You, you took the number one overall player wide, and a little bit of a surprise to some people from the rumblings that I'm hearing. Miranda Wagner, in the two games combined this weekend, how many points does she put up on the road? I, I, I guess this is a discussion for off the air. These rumblings that you're hearing, I'll have to uh, <laughs> have to figure out what you're talking about. Well, let's put it this way. She's going to have to put up, like, if they want to win either of these games. Well, the Martin Luther game's not out of question. Bethany, though, I mean, she's going to have to, like, 35-40, I think, if they're going to win Go that Go Steph one. on the bit, but, yeah. Uh, pr pretty much. I think she could average 20 this weekend. Okay. I don't think that's out of the question. You'll take that's that? Not, You'll take a combined reasonable. 40 points for your squad. Absolutely. Oh, I'll take that okay. in a heartbeat. I, I, I think she has to do that again if they're going to score and have success, even if they don't win games. She's just going to have to be the one that leads the charge. At least that's my opinion on their team. Fair enough. I will be uh, looking at those box scores for sure, and we'll break that down next week. All right, next up on the slate that we have listed here, Morris at Northwestern Wyatt. I mean, it's not an easy opening weekend for Morris. You already said they're going to lose Friday night against Coach Zabla's club. 
there's no time to lick your wounds. We talked about this a lot last season. We'll talk about it more this year. It's a quick turnaround. The Friday-Saturday bit that was reinstituted last season, you don't even get 24 hours wide, and you could argue this could be the toughest road trip that Coach Grove and his staff are going to have in the season as far as quality opponents on back-to-back days, and it happens right off the bat after a tough non-conference. Again, their most recent result was a win, so they can take that into this weekend, but all that is to be said. Does Morris find a way, or by your logic, if they're losing at North Central, you got Northwestern as the number one that we just you know talked about a little bit ago to start this pod. You got to have the Eagles in this one, right, Wyatt? Well, Ryan, the one thing we know is that we don't know. It's anarchy. It's college basketball. <laughs> it's college kids. You don't know what's going to happen. So I don't have to have Northwestern in this game. I do think the Eagles win, though. Again, at home, I think Morris is going to start own too. I know that sounds crazy since I had him number two in the uh, preseason poll we just did, but I think they'll get better as the season goes along. I don't necessarily see it this weekend. It's a tough start for them going at North Central, at Northwestern, and uh, I'm, I'm going to take the home teams in these matchups. That's going to be a little bit of a stunner, and I think Minnesota Morris drops to own two, and Northwestern joins Bethany at 2-0. and to start the season. I will say this, regardless of what happens Friday night, that's going to be a huge matchup on Saturday at the Erickson Center. It will be, and now the schedules have flipped this year too, Wyatt. The women's games are the back half. The men's games are the openers. So these they, they are the final every, matchups that you watch. Every year, yep. correct? Yep. They do. They do. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this one. Absolutely the fourth game in, in a couple of days in the Erickson Center after a long time off. Um, looking have forward to, to seeing those You to save your voice, Ryan. Pace yourself. I, Remember to pace thank yourself. You. Thank you. I need those reminders from people, so I appreciate that. I agree with you. Northwestern and Bethany Lutheran are both going to be at 2-0 and o on the women's side after the opening weekend of play. And if you're saying, whoa, 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 just a few minutes ago, you said that Morris – is number one and Northwestern's number two. And now you're picking when they're playing against each other to start the season, you're picking Northwestern. Well, like you said, Northwestern's at home. Like I said earlier, I think Morris is going to get better throughout the season. And the standings predictions, again, are a totality prediction. It will not be decided this weekend, Wyatt. I hate to break it to you, the playoff seeding. We won't know that by the end of Saturday night. All right, we're going to have to wait a little bit. You know, the dream is in the process, as we like to say. So I I have Northwestern beating Morris. Morris goes one-on-one on the weekend. I'm not totally fading Coach Groves Club. So, okay, Coach, if you're listening, Morris fans, if you're listening, Wyatt is in a full fade mode. I'm not fully fading. I, I don't understand why we need to say this and talk about this right now. You know he's going to listen. He listens to podcasts on the way. He'll probably be listening on the bus trip. I mean, that's that's what he told us he well, does. This, so. may, this may be too far, but yeah. He'll listen to this at some point. And, and uh, you know, he, he's probably – I faded him last year too, and he I don't know if he's forgiven me or not for that. But, you know, it's, it's one of those deals. You, you have him losing a game as well. I think they'll get stronger as the year goes on. Wouldn't you agree? I think they're going to play their best basketball down the stretch, kind of like they did last year. I totally agree. That's what I was just saying, and that's a big reason why I have Northwestern in this game. But Morris fans just wait. Stay patient. Okay, we got Superior at Martin Luther. You go first on this one. What do you see? Knights. Knights. They're going 2-0. Well, Rocking you did have them number four, so I mean, it makes sense. You kind of had to pick them to go 2-0. I'm, I'm riding with them, especially early. Uh, Rocking atmosphere there in New Ulm, I think it's too much offense. I don't think Superior has the guns to keep up with Martin Luther. I'll take Superior in this game to get to 1-1 uh, one one after losing at Bethany. Quick bounce back. Remember what my uh, preseason conference player of the year pick was, Ryan. 
I mean, Kaylee I think and Christian she, about to I drop think, 25. I think lots she balls of out. My fantasy teams are going to get off to a great start. And, uh, yeah, no, she's going to have a big game, I think, bounce-back game after the loss to Bethany, and uh, they get to 1-1. One and one. and uh, Martin Luther, 1-1 one one as well. So uh, both teams, all things considered, I think they would take that after the first week. And so that's uh, how I see that one playing out. Crown. Lots of shooting over top of that extended zone. I guess that's what we're looking for for, for Coach <laughs> Christian. Lots of three balls. Yeah, there you go. Crown at North Central. What do you got? Yeah, uh, to wrap things up here for this uh, last matchup that we'll pick here on the women's side of things, you know, this this would be where you would really put me in the hole, right, Wyatt? I mean, if I'm going to pick Crown to win at North Central too, I already I said Morris is going to win by, <laughs> by double digits. And uh, I had Crown at number seven. I had North Central at number six. So I think this is going to be close, clearly. And, you know, this has got to be a little interesting, Wyatt, for Coach Zabla's club. I mean, she could say it's not weird at all. It's just it is what it is. But come on. You coached Latsky last year. You know a lot of faces on the other side of the floor who are playing for Crown, and now you're coaching North Central, and it's a brand-new club for them. And Coach Tussler and Coach Zabler are both looking at each other saying, hey, this one's up in the air. This is a huge opportunity on the opening weekend. You said you wouldn't put it past me to take Crown in this one? I'm taking Uh, Crown in this one. Oh, my goodness. He did it. No, that doesn't surprise me. Hey, look, (laughs) I actually think this is going to be a really close game. And it wouldn't surprise me if Crown plays Northwestern tight, too. Again, I think there's, there's with that scoring effect, you know, their ceiling with a couple of really good scores. I think Crown can be in just about any game this year. So I'm not going to knock you for taking Crown. I, I, I'm I going to take North Central, but it, it's one of those deals where after coming off such a big emotional win to start things, uh, that would be a letdown spot, kind of. And Crown's going to be hungry, yeah. looking for their first win. So that'll be a really interesting score, I think, come Saturday night. And uh, by the way, you mentioned uh, it's got to be kind of weird for Zabla. Here's our uh, Twitter poll for this week. we got to tweet this out. Uh, is it weirder to coach against your former team, or is it weirder to coach one of your teammates that you played with <laughs> literally like uh, two years yeah. ago? And, and you know what I'm referring to there at Superior. I mean, seriously, like which one... Which one takes the cake there, I guess? Oh, goodness. Interesting question. I I think Hickox and Latsky are putting up 35-plus combo in that win at North Central. I think they're going to have to if they do get the win. And they will. I'm confident. And it's going to help the squad. We have have three different picks on the women's side. Let's jump over to the men's side because, again, we want to keep this moving. Uh, We're not going from top to bottom here because then we'd be talking about the showdown on Friday night first, which is Crown at Northwestern. And then, uh, just like it was, we have Northland at Martin Luther, Superior at Bethany, and Minnesota Morris at North Central. So uh, let's start Northland at Martin Luther in this one. I can go first if you want. Naturally, uh, I have Northland 6. Uh, Martin Luther 8 in the preseason poll that we just did and Martin Luther yet to win a game I don't think it starts Friday Northland who went 2-0 remember on the first weekend a year ago is going to get to 1-0 on Friday night yeah I'm going to agree with you there Wyatt but if I'm Coach Holtzeder's club and I'm a Martin Luther fan I'm saying this is a good spot for us okay if we wanted something to get off the schneid and start a UMAC play I'm not saying it's an easy match by any stretch of the imagination but to get Northland in your home gym to start UMAC play that's not a bad matchup an opportunity but I'm taking Northland as well 
Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And again, it's just kind of the way the schedule worked out. I agree with you. For Martin Luther, uh, that's that's more or less probably what you wanted for the opener. Let's do, because this other game's really compelling too, let's do Minnesota Morris at North Central. Not that it's not compelling, but the other two games to me are, are just so fascinating on Friday night. So Morris is at North Central, and uh, this is Coach Becker's first game. Uh, I'm fading the Cougars. And you probably aren't too surprised by that. Again, they got to prove it to me. And uh, this is kind of a statement game. Remember, this is where that player of the year race kind of starts. You take the conference stats for the most part into consideration. Can Micah Filer make a early statement on his home court on Friday night and get a big performance and a big win for North Central? I think they get the win. Yeah, walking into Clark Danielson on Friday night, Wyatt, he is definitely carrying all the headlines, but Noah Conageser is trying to steal the show and be the name that people are talking you about when they walk love, out of the gym. You love Noah Conageser. That's like your guy this year. Hey, if if I'm him and I'm the Cougars, I'm saying, you know what, Micah's at the top, if not the top candidate for player of the year, and rightfully so, and I took him number one overall in our fantasy, and I hope both Filer and Conageser go off. But when he's healthy, I mean, Conageser – this could be one of those stretches, Wyatt, where we saw it from time to time the last couple years when Northwestern played North Central, where it was Noah Ohm on one side and Micah Filer on the other, and we talked about those two kind of John back and forth, you know, all in good fun, obviously, but guarding each other and then scoring on one another. Maybe we could get the same thing here. Conageser v. Filer, Friday night, opening up UMAC play. I mean, got to love it. Downtown U, get out there, get in the gym, make it a rowdy atmosphere, as Wyatt said earlier. I'm going to take North Central in the tight one, but these two are going to go off. Both of them are scoring 25-plus points, lighting up the scoreboard for their clubs in this opener. Wait a minute. So who'd you take? I took North Central. Oh, but you I'm did. saying okay. lots all, all of scoring. That, all, that, all that talk, and then you took North Central anyways. Hey, Noah could put up 27, <laughs> and they could lose. And, it's you true. know, it helped my fantasy squad. So That's true. Hey, by the way, speaking of fantasy, I just want the record to show, too, Matthew Bauman thinks – I'm going to win the men's side. I don't know if you wow, saw that text okay. earlier, but he's he's on Team okay. Morrell on the men's side. So a little I'm something for you to shoot for. <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> okay, here we go. Two most compelling matchups Friday night. I'll let you go first. Let's start Superior at Bethany. You know why this one's so compelling. You got the element yeah. of the only thing that could make it better is if Superior was home, honestly. If Superior <laughs> was home, it'd be a little bit better. Yeah. But it's still extremely compelling. Break it down for us. 60 seconds, go. Yeah, there's been some great matchups in the past. I mean, Superior digs in big time on the perimeter defending, but two names who are a huge part of that and keeping Bethany's offense at bay, Wyatt, with what they do in the ball screen action, how Superior can switch everything. Mason Ackley and Xavier Patterson, they are both on Bethany now, obviously. They've both been huge parts, but it's not just them. It's Madsen. It's Sagdahl. It's Nielsen in the middle. They got so many options. They're so, so deep. And this is going to be a tough team to slow down. I think Superior's saying we want to make this game under 75 or 70 points. I don't think they can. Bethany's coming up with a win in this one by at least six or seven points. If it was at Superior, I would be tempted to take the Yellow Jackets in, you know, Ackley and Patterson's homecoming. Uh, we saw how that went for Russell Wilson this year in Seattle, but they're just a mess altogether, so that's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, since it's at Bethany, I will take the Vikings to win again. You can make a case that they should be number one and the favorite after their non-conference start this year. And uh, I, I think, like you said, they get a win. I actually think it's probably going to be more convincing than 6-7. I'd, I'd go somewhere in the teens, honestly. I think they handle this one fairly easy. Hunter Neal who was my number one pick on the men's side of our fantasy picks. I think he makes a statement as well, and Bethany gets the win there. So with all that said, right now, we don't have any different picks on the men's side. Is that going to change? This is by far, I think, the game 
of the weekend, both on the men's and women's side, a rematch. It's interesting. On the women's side, we had the rematch of the championship. We have the rematch of the championship on the men's side now, too, on opening night. Crown at Northwestern. This this is going to be a lot. we got to try and break it down as quickly as possible. Give me your best uh, elevator pitch, I guess. You have more time than that, obviously. <laughs> but what do you see happening here? Yeah, it's it's very compelling, Wyatt, and uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen when they officially lace him up and throw the ball in the air on Friday night as far as who's going to be on the floor for crown. But obviously there's a chance that Cade won't be out there. And if that's the case, I mean, just off the bat, that's a shame to start with, Wyatt, that mm -hmm. we're not going to mm -hmm. get what this game truly could be to start the year. But that being said, crown supporters are still saying with Royston and Van Dam and Massick and Testerman and Ladd, I mean, presumably we have expect those to be the five on the floor to start the game we still got enough guns but then I'm looking to you know a glue you know how about this white I'm I'm literally saying this okay it, it could come down to Jacob Masick has to have a big game on both sides of the floor to give crown a chance late and Michael Ladd's gonna have to shoot the basketball more with Carroll out I've talked about that before and then who's gonna have to be the go-to and who has to stay out of foul trouble. Seth Royston. That's what I'm watching for in this game, Wyatt. Northwestern's going to come at you in waves. They're going to be tough to keep off the glass, especially getting second chances. You cannot have that if you are crowned on the road Friday night and you want to come up with that win and return the favor, get some revenge in the Erickson Center. That's what I'm looking for. Seth, you got to stay out of foul trouble, being a factor on both sides of the floor. Crown. Every guy has got to crash the glass. And you got to shoot well from three. They don't do it sometimes. Wyatt, they got to shoot at least 35 plus percent from downtown on the road if they want to come up with the win at Northwestern in the Erickson Center. That was a ton of name dropping there in a short amount of time but hey they're all I legit done guys and you could have done more that's that's the thing so uh okay the way i see this one going it's it's one of those deals the uncertainty of Cade carroll probably not being able to go and who knows what the effect's going to be long term there still but i think northwestern at home i think they do get the win again i picked them number one uh, for a reason. They're tough to beat at the Erickson Center. And I know Crown did it last year, but again, who was the guy that led the charge, Ryan? Kate Carroll had, what, 36 by, and by 10? A mile. He went ballistic. Yeah, yeah, that was like just, you know, that was basically his conference, you know, player of the year moment. And then it went to no that, all that, anyways. That, but it should have won him the conference. Player <laughs> it went to no all anyways. <laughs> but um, it, it, it's going to be Northwestern's game, I think, to lose, honestly. I, I Again, without Carroll, there's just so many question marks with that crown team. And I agree with everything you said. I think it's going to be some of the other guys you maybe don't normally get as much attention, uh, like a Michael Ladd, people like that that are going to have to step up i think northwestern gets the win though i'm taking the eagles don't forget the storyline either of the brothers playing against each other in this game yeah. you've got the baneys the freshman parker baney at northwestern junior carter baney at crown I'm telling you on the on the broadcast you got to get some b-roll footage or something and play it while you talk about it like they do on like sunday night football and uh we'll, we'll have to see if their uh, parents if one of them's got like crown gear on if one of them has northwestern gear on that's uh that's kind of compelling though i'm interested in that one as well with both of them being from elk river so uh, don't forget about that storyline as well both those guys are going to get uh minutes in that game I appreciate that, Wyatt. I, I have not uh, forgotten about the Baney story. I will pass it along to the people behind the scenes because I will not be running camera <laughs> if they can uh, figure that out uh, to get a little package in on that. But, yeah, I've been impressed with Parker earlier this year, not to go too deep on this, but he's really confident, Wyatt. I mean, he doesn't hesitate not afraid, in no. anything that he does. As a freshman off the bench, I mean, he's slid in real nice for Northwestern. I'd say two names to watch. He didn't play a big role in this rivalry last year. We're talking about all the names that are back for Crown. I mean, Fuquay. 
has stepped into the starting point guard position, and Crown obviously knows him well, having he played at North Central, but this could be a big moment for him to stamp and say, hey, I'm a big-time factor now in the UMAC, and then Micah Posernich as well. Yeah, he was on the floor last year in the championship, but he wasn't a starter. So we talk about the Fonboulets, the Kaminks of the world, the Hoylings of the world, and well-deserved because they're huge for what Northwestern does. They're the three captains after all, and they're going to bully you on the glass. But the other guys are maybe the guys who determine this ballgame. So I have Northwestern as well, all that is to be said. And, you know, I'm not saying Crown can't do it, though. I wouldn't be absolutely shocked, but I think if Northwestern plays a B-plus level, they are not going to lose. Their level has to dip a bit from what they're capable of doing versus what actually what happens in that matchup in the Erickson Center if Crown is to come away with the road victory, which obviously that can happen. It's early December, Crown saying, hey, Northwestern could easily be a little bit off. We're going to step in there, take advantage, get a victory. Neither of the teams that we see on Friday night, Ryan, are going to be the complete versions of themselves at the end of the year. And that's why yep. I've said before, it's too bad we have to have a game like this right away. I, I, I want to see the best games on the conference slate later in the season. And so I, I, I don't like that it's this early in the season. You know that. And that's my opinion on it. But nonetheless, it let's, still let's enjoy should be it, a great game. I hear yeah, it. I'm going to yeah. enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm yep. going to enjoy it. And it should be a lot of fun. Northwestern's rebounding too, and if they can really pound the glass, I, I think that is going to be a huge key in this game as well. So I'm glad you kind of mentioned the rebounding aspect, and uh, I think Northwestern could potentially take advantage there if uh, if that's what it comes down to. I think they could out-rebound them and potentially get some second-chance opportunities. So we don't have a single different pick on Friday night, do we? No, but that should ch- that, that'll change here on Saturday. Oh, we'll make okay. sure it does. Oh, you're just going to pick somebody. Hey, I've got my picks locked and loaded. I'm not going to change just to appease, you know, you and other people. But I guess we'll find out here momentarily. Also, let the record show. I have uh, clamped both Baneys on the Morrell basketball court. So if you want to, you know, I could probably get some footage and let you see my defensive skills. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can still lace them up if you were wondering. You, Ryan. you know all their moves. I, I've played against him more than once. That that is correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I'm Fair not enough. gonna I'm not gonna pass I, anything along. I'm guessing with Parker, you are sitting on his left hip and forcing him to go right. Let, let's be honest, Ryan. <laughs> I couldn't defend either one of them if I had to. Like if you put put us one on one and said I have to get a stop, it's it's not happening. But uh, you can maybe. still lace him up to a certain extent. But hey, if we did this exercise like three years ago, then that's oh. a different story. Oh, different story. <laughs> Back in my somewhat heyday. I mean, exactly. So, okay, Saturday, Northland at Bethany Lutheran, Superior at Martin Luther, Minnesota Morris at Northwestern, Crown at North Central. We'll go top to bottom here. There's not as many tantalizing games as there was on Friday night. Northland at Bethany, I can go first here. Remember what happened last year, Ryan? Northland got to 2-0. and they beat Bethany in one of those games. Correct me if they I'm did. wrong. They Can did. they do it again? On the same day, on the Saturday to begin. Deja Mac vu. Play. That was in the Kendrigan Center, though. This, this is out in Mankato. But Rega- it's, it's the same two teams. Regardless of where the game were to be played at, I'm picking Bethany in this matchup. If Northland proves me wrong, Coach Sorensen's squad gets it done. Hey, hats off to them. They get to 2-0 again. That'd be incredible. Another great storyline. But I think Bethany makes a statement they get to 2-0 and uh, these are the kind of games Bethany needs to win this year you know what I mean if they want to take that next step potentially go for the regular season title they can't afford to lose these kinds of games and uh, they are just red hot right now like I said scoring 93 a game tough to see that train slowing down anytime soon T D W watch for this weekend wow this matchup right here do you know what T D W stands for I'm assuming triple double 
Oh, that, well, that that could be. I, I triple would... double watch. That's triple. That's what I was going for. I was thinking, you're my guy, Hunter Nielsen. You're going to give him a triple double, and I'm going to take a huge lead in fantasy. But well, that's what not you... what I was thinking. Triple digits watch, as in they're going to uh, hit 100 potentially. I like but that. Maybe too. maybe we get a triple double as well. Hey, if they score hey, 100, it's happen, not out Wyatt? of the question. Wyatt, who's the most well-rounded player though on Bethany? Who's going to do that if somebody's going to do it? A triple double? Yeah. Honestly, you say I'm crazy. I'm not saying this. He could get it with blocks, rebounds, and, and points. I know you're not thinking blocks. it's Nielsen. He could. It, it, it's it's not out of the question. It's Mason Ackley. Yes, Look at the right. box it's scores Ackley. this year. He's how done, how he many times he's had? How many times he's had five plus in points, rebounds, and assists? And if he plays enough in this game, I mean that could happen. So Wyatt, let's speak it into existence. Mason um, Ackley goes off for 15, 12, and 10, and they win 105 to 71. I'm 90% sure he did it once or twice last year, didn't he? Where he had a triple double. Really? Like he, I'd have to look that up. And, and you're right. He's always around that five to you know six, seven range, it seems like, in all three of those stat categories. So he absolutely could. If, if somebody is to do it, there's a good chance he is the one. I like the triple digits, too, though. I like, I like the chance for Bethany to hit triple digits. Uh, probably not Friday night. I think Superior's defense is good enough, and they're just hard-nosed enough that's not going to happen. But against Northland... That, that, that could absolutely happen. It was a high-scoring game when they beat them last year, wasn't it? When Northland I won? Think, I, I don't think it was. I think it that's wasn't? part of the okay. reason why Northland got out of there alive. And, and as you move on to the next matchup here, I'll, I'll get the score okay, on sure. that because that's well, going to bug me. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean to make it bug you, but uh, I appreciate you're going to take the time to look it up. We got Superior. <laughs> okay, here, here. I got it. I got oh, it he's before got it we move already. on, okay? How about that? So it was 77 to 69. So they okay. held him under yeah. 70 points. Coach That's, that's not as high as I thought it was. So uh, that, that that's pretty impressive. But, yeah, I think this is a revenge game for Bethany. And even though they had one later in the year last year, I still think this is kind of one of those things. They're not going to forget what can happen if they get lackadaisical. So I think Bethany gets it done. Moving on, we've got Superior at Martin Luther on Saturday. Uh, with the way we have this set up, we have Superior and Martin Luther both 0-1. I think the Yellow Jackets come away with their weekend road trip with one win. Again, Martin Luther, just tough to see where they're going to get wins on the schedule, Ryan. And I think Superior is going to be playing for more throughout the course of the season. This is a game they're going to have to have. And you hate to say that on the first weekend, but again, you got to take advantage of these opportunities. And I think Superior does get the win. Yep, Superior wins. Joseph Farenholtz with his first double-double in UMAC play at Martin Luther in this one. Speak, speak it into existence since he's on your fantasy team. I appreciate that. that, that yeah, that you haven't forgotten. The, the final selection, and he is not Mr. Irrelevant. Let me be clear. He's going to no. be far more than that, and Wyatt's going to be regretting it a couple months down the road that he did no. not take and, and I think, I mean, pick number 16 <laughs> versus 256. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think they're even comparable, but... Uh, Minnesota Morris at Northwestern, a game that you're going to have. Again, I won't tell your bosses you're making predictions on these games before you go call them because, I mean, I you know, you're, not supposed to, you're not supposed to do that. I mean, have you ever watched College Game Day where Kirk Herbstreet rushes off to go call the game and he doesn't make his prediction? I mean, I, I don't know if this is allowed, Ryan. Yeah, we're doing it anyway. We're doing it anyway. Don't worry. I'm it. not going to tell anybody. <laughs> Morris at Northwestern, you go first on these last two. What do you see happening here? Northwestern, uh, you know, Morris, it, the, the tough thing is going to be keeping Northwestern off the glass. I don't remember the numbers top of my head, but in the first half of their matchup last year, I mean, the offensive rebounding numbers for Northwestern were absurd against Morris. So if you want any chance, especially on the road with what they do, I mean, the same thing went for Crown, like I said, on the Friday night matchup, especially in this one, though. 
I mean, Morris, you got to bow up and you got to find a way to clear the glass and give your offense a chance and hope that Connor Geezer and Dak and Blake Munson have a day where they're just shooting the lights out and giving you an opportunity on the offensive end. But uh, I think Northwestern, this is another uh, TDW potentially in the Erickson Center. They could hit the century mark in this one. Yeah, I, I I tend to think it's actually going to be, and I understand Morris struggled to keep teams from scoring last year. Don't worry, Cougars fans, there's no Noah Alm this year, so he's not going to drop 40 on you. It seemed like every time he played Morris, he just would go off. But uh, I, I think it's a little bit lower scoring than that. I think it's one of those games where you come off a big win that Northwestern's going to have on Friday night. Maybe you get a little sleepy to start things, but in reality, this game's never really going to be in question. Northwestern gets the win, but I, I think there may be more around like 80-85 in this game. That That's fair. Uh, it's gonna, it could be a lot more emotional. I mean, they're going to have to take a lot of emotion to win it Friday. We, so that's a good point, Wyatt. We, First 10 minutes. Well, well, and we yeah, exactly. And we still haven't really seen Northwestern put together a full, complete game, which you don't really expect this early in the season. So I, I don't know. There's still question marks with the Eagle squad. So uh, not a surprise there. So to be clear here, we both have Bethany. Mm-hmm. We both have Superior. Mm-hmm. And both have Northwestern. So is this the game mm-hmm. crown at North Central where we split? There's because you said it was going to change, and, and it hasn't <laughs> changed yet. So you get to go first on this one. Let's see what you have. I do. Why? Yeah, because I went first on the first two. It's it's the way it's the rule that I made here. You put me in charge tonight. I'm leading the show. So you got to go first here. Fair enough. Rematch of a UMAC semifinal Wyatt last year. That was a barn burner. But that was in the whack. This is in Clark Danielson. Mm-hmm. Again, I told you, I told them they got to bring the energy on Friday night. You got to come back on Saturday, folks. I mean, there's a big one with Tussler versus Zabla and the one to wrap things up. But show up on time for the first game, Herbert's Club versus Becker's Club. This should be a ton of fun, Wyatt. And I mean, for both Northwestern and Crown, if we have Cade not back till January, I mean, it's still to be seen. But he's out this weekend, and then he's healthier later in the year. You're looking at it and saying, boy, we caught a break. If you're Northwestern and you are North Central, not having to play against him this weekend for a crown. And so them on the road, you have them on your home floor. You don't have some of the guys back that you had last year. Tons of familiar faces for crown. This should be a fantastic game. I said North Central is going to win a high-scoring game against Morris on Friday. They're going to have to turn it right back around. But I think it's even Stephen White. I think that's an emotional game for the Rams and for crown on Friday night. So I think both of them are at the same stage as far as trying to flip the page for Saturday's matchup. All that is to be said, I think Coach Becker gets a signature win on opening weekend. And again, I'm sorry to beat the dead horse, but without Cade, we talked about he went off at Northwestern. He did it in huge numbers the night before as well. Going back to last uh, January, that would have been on that Friday night matchup at North Central. I think that's a huge factor. And Micah Filer's tough to slow down I think he's putting up 25 plus in this one as well and they find a way to beat crown but this one is three four point win this is real real tight under five points yeah I have a feeling it is going to be one of those games that uh, not necessarily an instant classic per se but it's going to be one of the it could it could I, I I agree with you it seems like every time these teams meet something crazy happens but I guess we are going to have a pick that's different because I'm going Crown. It's tough for me to envision Crown going 0-2 to start the year, even with their toughest road stretch of the season by far in conference play to go at Northwestern, at North Central. That's a tough way to start, especially without your best player, more than likely being able to suit up. So 
it is going to be a challenge for them, but I, I do think they bounce back. They go 1-1 one one on the weekend. North Central falls to 1-1 one one after getting their win. It would be a signature win, though. You're absolutely right for Coach Becker. Man, if they can get that done, what a statement you send to the rest of the conference. So uh, a lot of storylines to keep an eye on here in this one as well. And uh, it, it'll be interesting. I think it is going to be very close. That'll be another one by Saturday night when we're looking at the box scores. We're saying, wow, you know, it's it, what a game. That's, that's the way I see it playing out. I'd be surprised if either one of these teams wins that game by double digits. I would agree. We can only hope that that one and so many other of these matchups throughout this weekend deliver, Wyatt. And uh, you and I are looking forward to recapping these matchups next week. But uh, we're, we're really looking forward to all these matchups taking place. And again, as I said earlier, don't worry. We're going to recap them a lot and not just let these matchups sit for where we're talking right now. But uh, should be fun. We hope you enjoy the matchups as much as we do. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, UAO, the UMAC at Gmail. Dot com or you can follow us on Twitter unlike any other the UMAC just search that or at UAO the UMAC you can slide into those DMs they are open as always and Wyatt uh, we can say pretty definitively that you're going to want to continue to keep your eyes on the podcast because we're going to bring back some conversations with coaches and so look for those coming out in the real near near future, I can just about next to guarantee that, and uh, that's all I can say for now. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get more of those up here in the near future. Very good. With that being said, we got the plug in there. You know how to get a hold of us if you have any questions or if you want to just leave a comment, whatever it may be. We are off and running. Excited to see how the results go this weekend and uh, just get the season rolling now. In conference play, it is finally time to get the real show started. Uh, we'll be back with plenty of more episodes and content here as we start down this stretch and this journey. This is the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the first weekend's results. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time.